0: Hello and welcome to sweet spot DFS. I have a strategy show for you guys for the 2021 RSM classic. Now, typically what I cover in these videos, I go over the bucket system and salary breakdown, but I've already done that in the preview video. So I don't have to do that in this one, which should save a lot of time. I usually also incorporate other elements of my other shows. So I have a course video that I've done forever um and i also have now a preview so we're going to be incorporating those things into this video and then really just kind of looking at stats trying to find the best plays for this tournament so let's go ahead and get right into it now i have the dream sheet if you were with us or with me during the masters this was a sheet that we shared chad ecker and i from the Fantasy golf pod we shared um, but it's something that I am going to incorporate with all of my videos because I am now capturing stats, strokes gain stats. I am capturing scoring stats, which is, you know, a golfer's scoring average, well, round by round average, um, and a bunch of other cool pieces of information, course fit, recent form last seven weeks, season long stats. And then a co- like a comparison between the two to see who's playing better, who's playing worse green means good red means bad so obviously that we will be looking at this part uh, of the spreadsheet but just want to recap quickly over the bucket system um i'm not going to explain how i got the numbers i just want to you know i would say go to the preview video if you want to see that the lower the number the better the darker the green the better obviously uh, i use colors of the stoplight. So Green means good. Yellow is right in the middle. Red means bad. So obviously you can use the color combinations to figure out what buckets are good. Or, yeah, color combinations. Or you can just look at the numbers. They mean good. One really cool thing uh, that I was able to do this week that I'm actually probably more excited about than anything is the sweet spot rank. Um, Usually I kind of do, I'm going to just say I I do a half-assed job of coming up with a good rank obviously the bucket system is important to me using the last year bucket the last week bucket and then a combination so what i can tell you what this number incorporates i'll just show you on the screen Um, i have all the scoring over here on the right side of my spreadsheet so i am using the bucket scores from last year last week i'm using the bucket combination looking at overall bermuda uh, averages bermuda top 10 percentages uh, uh all of these recent form stats here their recent form average dk average scoring average low round strokes gain t to greens, strokes gain off the t uh, and doing that also with season long stats so i'm giving them little bonus points that come up with a total score over here and based off that score i am then ranking them over on this side so all of it is formula driven Using the rank function over here, um, let's go ahead and see who the best ranked plays, sweet spot plays there are. So right off the top, and, and this is why I like this, because a lot of these players I could have gotten to one way or another, but the I really think this is probably the best scoring week that the sweet spot, what would I like to call it? It's basically... A model. The sweet spot model got to. Webb Simpson, the top guy, I don't think that's really, you know, that's not shocking, right? Simpson should be the top guy. And, you know, despite his terrible bucket combination, his terrible bucket scores, his stats are good enough to propel him to the number one spot. In past ranks that I've done, I could never get to this point. Where the strokes gain stats kind of outweigh the, uh, the sweet spot or really the bucket score, the bucket system. But I found a way to be able to do that. So I'm pretty thankful for that because as I, I want to just, um, one thing why it never worked is all of these kind of no namers down here, these $6,000 golfers, sometimes they'd show up in like the middle of the pack or say somewhere not even so much middle, sometimes better than middle. It'd be like the top you'd find one of them in the top 30 rank. And that's that's not that's not cool because sure they have a great bucket score, you know, a good bucket combination. But some of these guys are no namers. You know, like Joey Garber could make the cut. Don't get me wrong, could make the cut, but he shouldn't be like, you know, 40th in my model. 146, I like that. Uh surprising, you know, Andy Sullivan does not have any PGA Tour stats. That's why he's here. So unfortunately, he kind of got a lot of just default scores. So keep in mind with that, but some of these other ones, I mean like look at Brendan Todd. I think Brendan Todd's probably better than this, but obviously his recent play would not um would not go with that. So either way, let's talk about the top 20 ranks, uh, starting with Webb Simpson. He's number one, and I'll just go in order all the way down. Number two, Joaquin Neiman. Three, Russell Henley. Four, Sungjae Im. Five, Tyrrell Hatton. Six, Brian Harmon. Seven, Louis Oosthuizen. Scott Piercy's eight. Harris English, nine. Austin Cook, 10. Joel Damon. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Wyndham Clark. James Hahn. Peter Melnatti, John Huh. Uh, Denny McCarthy, Harold Varner III, Martin Laird, and Corey Connors would be the top 20. Jason or Jason Kokrak is right there at, at 21. So, a good mix of 10k and above with some nines, some eights, some sevens. Uh, I like seeing that because if you were with me during the preview video, you know the salary breakdown starts. You know, it, it is common, it's a common trend that the the best priced golfer in the field is in the top five uh I can, I can show that really quickly again i don't want to spend too much time we've already talked about it but 11 6 11 8 11, 6. all of them top five worst finish was top four and i believe they're all webb simpson so 11k don't be afraid of it then going along with it nine one nine two nine thousand so finding a 9k golfer to me, seeing Webb Simpson and Joaquin Neiman at the top is just music to my ears. Like, this is probably going to start off a lot of my lineups. It's probably going to be in my core. Um, it just it works out nicely. But if I'm going to pivot from Webb, it's going to be to these three golfers right here. Russell Henley, Sung J M, Im, Tyrell Hatton. All three of them, you know, obviously show up in the model. Tyrrell Hatton was a part of the uh, preview model. It's like his, his bucket score is one of the best bucket scores there are in the field. Um, it's, it's you know, I should say, yeah, bucket score, bucket combination combined is one of the best. I'm not going to get wrapped up in that. We're going to look a lot at stats, so we'll get to that. But still, seeing Tyrrell Hatton up here fantastic web obviously um i do like russell henley so like a lot of these golfers come up what's surprising to see scott Piercy, um seven thousand dollars that's a heck of a value you know if you wanted to play a one one you know and it's not walking neiman then go ahead and play scott Piercy. i think that's a fantastic pivot or even wyndham clark seeing wyndham clark up here that's you know great a great value um But, yeah, I I like seeing a lot of these golfers. I like seeing Austin Cook up there. I like seeing Peter Malnati. 7100 again, another great price, you know, for someone who had been playing pretty darn good uh, leading up to the Masters. Uh, Denny McCarthy, no surprise there. He's really good on Bermuda. So I should say really good. He's just good. Uh, I think the really good thing is not so much a myth, but I think it's overblown. But 36.81 when the field average is 50.26 the best is 23 that belongs to davis thompson but webb simpson out of golfers who have more than one event under their belt has the best bermuda average at 26.71 so that's not too far down behind uh webb simpson actually if i were to sort by this denny mccarthy would be the 13th ranked golfer uh, for bermuda averages bermuda finishes Uh, you do see davis thompson up here one event it is worth noting i did this right in the course of video before creating this one this is davis thompson or i'm not sure if it's his home course but he was uh during his press conference earlier this week maybe it was today he said that he's played this golf course this year probably 50 times he said during the covid break um it is a course that he played a lot So when he wasn't going to school, when he wasn't playing any um, competitive events, he was golfing at this golf course. So this is a home field uh, event for him. Davis Thompson at 6,300. Maybe not a lot of golfers or not a lot of DFS golfers are going to be on him. Maybe they will be. It's worth a shot in the dark. Um, Honestly, I will be loading up on him probably. I never really play anyone in the 6K range over 10%. But if I'm going to play Davis Thompson, it's probably going to be somewhere around that 7 to 10% uh, ownership range. You see Matt Kuchar up here, Henrik Stenson. Uh, I'm not really going to talk about Bermuda averages. Did that in the course fit. So you can go there to find all that information. I don't know. I kind of got on that. But either way, we were talking about Denny McCarthy because he's a great rank in the sweet spot rank. Great Bermuda averages pretty good um recent form average you know if we go over here you can see what the finishing average finishing position is for everybody peter malnati 9.33 again this is the last seven weeks so you can see um, it it just it looks good you know 54.49 is a field average 9.33 has got to be the best but then there's webb simpson 13.33 joaquin neiman at 12 Russell Henley 15.75 so on and so forth. So now that I kind of did a little rundown of the sweet spot rank um one thing I want to go over and I wanted to include this in the preview because the preview I want to be more bucket scores and trends um and then bring that over here one of the trends that I didn't get to though I've I've been reviewing this pretty, I wouldn't say heavy, but like I've been paying attention to it a lot over the last, I think going back to the CJ cup. So last four weeks I've noticed, and the masters didn't have strokes gained uh, information near, nor did the Bermuda championship. So couldn't really review those, but like CJ cup, Zozo and Houston um, at those tournaments, what I've noticed, You want, and this is a trend, you want a negative putter to go with. um, Actually, let me just, I I, I blanked on it. You want to find two negative putters to go with positive off the tee. Now, this probably isn't difficult to find. um, But it's definitely one one of those things that I've seen a lot. And I've always seen at least two. It's usually just two. Um, but finding someone who has positive off the tee with negative putting. Here is my analysis on that. Since I am a competitive golfer, my thought is these golfers are probably hitting the ball really well off the tee, which is boosting, obviously, they're off the tee. They're getting close. They're putting themselves in good positions to hit the, the green, you know, in regulation, whether that's in the rough far up or in the fairway a little bit farther back. Uh if you didn't know the equivalent of um like the expectancy of getting the ball in the hole equals the same from 77 yards out of the rough than 129 yards in the fairway, which means if you're gonna bomb it, you know it's it's equivalent as a shorter hitter hitting the fairway, you know, 50 yards back, basically. Uh and if, if any of these guys are shorter hitters, it's probably because they're hitting more fairways. And that's why they're off the tee stats are good. But if that's the case, they also have a better opportunity of getting the ball close or just getting it on the green when maybe they wouldn't have if they hit, you know, hit it in the rough. Either way, approach stats are going to be somewhat decent, typically with good off the tee stats. Not always, but typically, um, primarily because I'm guessing they're hitting from the fairway or they just have a easy way into the green. But if if your approach stats are good, almost more likely your putting stats are gonna be terrible. And if everything's good, it means you're on fire. You know, you're playing really good golf. Um, But either way, going back, the trend, negative putting with off the tee, positive off the tee, and usually you see two. Now in 2020, we actually saw, or this would be the 2020 season, this would've been 2019. We see quite a bit you see one two three four five golfers with negative putting stats but positive off the tee i'm not so much looking at approach but if we were to look at approach two the approach is all positive as well and t to green all but one had positive t to green so that could be a trend if we went to 2019 because i have stats for this i also have it highlighted um let's see here well these two down here, pretty much positive. Austin Cook was right at zero. Um, and why did it do it this way? Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Shouldn't have been looking at it that way. Let's see. Putting, negative putting there, positive off the tee. Everything else was kind of positive for everyone. Uh, here's another negative with positive. So, again, just two. But it looks like it's probably a minimum of two, not so much just two that you want but the other things that I've also noticed is negative off the tee with positive putting, you know, we see two here, I'm guessing we're gonna see it in 2019 negative off the tee, positive putting. Usually again, I would say this, I've only seen it once, you know, when I've been analyzing the last few years, but you can see it here a couple times and also, um, well that rule of it just being once the other thing too, Everything's positive. So there's one golfer there. Everything's positive here. Everything's positive here. There's two golfers there. Actually, three. Uh, He's not in the top 10, but either way, I'll give him credit. So really, I want to find one golfer who has everything positive. I want to find one golfer who, well, not one. I want to find, well, yeah, one or two that has negative off the tee with positive putting. And then really looking at negative putters with positive off the T I know it's kind of weird and it might be a little much to kind of go off of that but in all reality like we're gonna use a sweet spot rank to go with a lot of this if we don't find you know everything we're looking for that's fine but I you know I think it's a good way to differentiate our lineups so very the very first thing I want to look at um, is
1: the uh what was it negative putting and negative off the tee i've already forgotten what i what i'm looking for what was it that i
0: let's just look for negative putting and off the tee Or positive off the tee because that's that's the one thing I can remember off the top of my head for right now man I went through all that and couldn't think of it so less than or equal to zero for putting so that means we're gonna have all the negative numbers and then we want positive so anything greater than or equal to zero so we have basically gotten it down to 39 golfers that all have negative putting stats to go with positive off the tee now, if we use the sweet spot rank you can see the top guys are right here uh scott piercy matthew fitzpatrick wyndham clark john huh martin laird so on and so forth so that's going by the rank if we wanted just to go by let's say you know scoring average so find the best scoring guys scott piercy stills at the top but now we go to wyndham clark john huh still shows up Uh, Russell Knox, Aaron Wise, Sebastian Kaplan, Joseph Bramlett. So we're getting into some interesting names here. Um, Nothing like that really stands out that I'm like, yep, I absolutely want that. We see Luke List a little bit. Um, I think what I really want to do is make sure that these are positive off the tee or positive tee to green. So everything is pretty much Yeah, okay, that was my bad, my bad. Totally forgot that piece of it. So positive off the T greater than or equal to zero. There we go. Now this pretty much limits it to top 20. So only 20 golfers fit under this mold. And oh, we don't want this one though. I want the baseline
1: run by baseline. Okay,
0: so does this, yeah, this actually right here, everything, everybody you see on the screen fits under that, that mold of positive T to green. Oh boy, that's positive off the (laughs) T.
1: Having issues right now.
0: Okay, here we go. We have a few more golfers, but that's fine. We'll first go by uh, Sweet Spot Rank. You can see all the golfers up there. Nothing really to report that's crazy or anything like that. Let's go to basically our best scores is is what I'm looking for. So best scores, Matthew Fitzpatrick for the baseline season long. 70.07. And, you know really don't have anything to add to that that's pretty fine that's that's okay maybe what i really want to look at are golfers who are doing better than you know they're doing better recently than their baseline so let's go ahead and maybe look at off the tee who has been pretty decent off the tee jonathan vegas um around the green and putting not so good but overall him and joseph bramlett are showing up quite a bit tyler mccumber not so much you know it's pretty bad t green maybe i want greater than or equal to zero on this one this actually eliminates a lot of golfers we still see scott Piercy on this list though so scott Piercy just continues to show up playing better than his baseline so is Matthew Fitzpatrick so is Wyndham Clark um these are all golfers playing better than their baseline in the from the last 7 weeks and that's tee to green so that actually wasn't a bad way to do it maybe I should come back here and do tee to green typically how about off the tee who's doing better off the tee Vegas Bramlett McCumber um duncan norlander
1: okay so not terrible um let's
0: go ahead and look at everyone being positive so really what we got from this scott piercy wyndham clark matthew fitzpatrick even martin laird I mean there's a, a bunch of good guys but and Luke list also follows or falls into this. Um which is hey, that's that's interesting. I like I like seeing that. Um uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and look at everyone
1: being positive. I'm pretty
0: sure we're going to get down to like 4 or 5 golfers most likely. And maybe, maybe there'll be more. Okay, so not a lot. And everyone has positive strokes gain total. Really, you want to find one golfer here. And maybe two. You know, so we have Russell Henley, Louis Ustazen, Brian Harmon, Joel Damon, James Hahn, Harold Varner the third, Taylor Gooch, Sepp straka Kevin streelman Stuart Sink, Doug Gim, Lee Westwood. So these are all golfers with their baseline being positive. Now, if we wanted to look at say who, you know, T de Green, the best, um, who isn't really losing strokes. We can actually see Louis Usezens losing strokes uh recently, but not a lot, you know. Like this is pretty much his baseline, right? He he's been playing right to his baseline, just a little underperforming, that's all. Uh, same with Kevin Streelman, but like Lee Westwood, that doesn't look good. Stuart Sink, that doesn't look good either. Although, he, I mean, he does have a wind under his belt. Uh, did well at, shoot, which one was it? Corrales, maybe. Uh, but really, Harold Varner third is kind of the best one out of this group, followed by Russell Henley. So, more reasons to play Russell Henley. Uh, if we were to look at everyone who's positive over the last couple years, I guess we really only see Sebastian Munoz from last year at $7,100 being that guy. How about in 2019, everyone who's positive? Patrick Rogers at 79 Luke List at 92 um, and then Lucas Glover at $99. So I, I would say Henley fits under that mold. But as does Harold Varner III, maybe you play both of them. You know, Harold Varner III is 7,400. Russell Henley is 10, 1. Uh, Louis would fit into that mold. He, Like I said, he's playing a little bit under. But for those price tags, hey, I think maybe you go, you know, for your top end guys, it's Russell Henley. Or you pivot to Louis Oosthuizen for your mid-price guys. Maybe it's Harold Varner III. If you don't like him, maybe pivot to uh, Sepp Straka, Joel Damon, or Stewart Sink. Maybe Lee Westwood, but I I don't really like that one. So really, you have your options there. Uh, And that's all of the golfers that were positive. Now, there was a third one that I was going through. Let's see, it was negative putting. Oh, positive putting and negative off the tee. There it is. Remembered it should really write some of these things down. If you if you haven't noticed, there's no script. I just go through this, um,
1: try to do my best. Actually, this is
0: interesting. Maybe I keep T to green positive and look at everyone who's negative off the T. Because honestly, actually, let me see. So we're looking for our, our negative off the T guys, Webb Simpson. Brennan Todd from last year, then positive putting. So not everyone could fit under that positive tee to green. But I think that's what I actually noticed, was negative off the tee, positive putting, and positive tee to green. So negative off the tee, positive tee to green. That's Webb Simpson once again. But I think there's one more right here. Graham McDowell, 11th. That's not the greatest. That's not exactly what I'm looking for. But he also had positive... Yeah, I thought there was something else that went along with this. They Again, I should write these things down so I have them ready. But still, two negative off the tee guys in 2020. Well, really 2019. And almost two negative off the tee with positive putting. Um, but either way, they do have positive strokes gained tee to green in 2019. I think this one didn't, right? Brennan and Todd. Now, the weird thing with Brennan Todd, so this is the 20, it's really the 2020 season, but it's the year of 2019. So going to 2020 on my recent form, uh, OHL had not yet been populated for me when I had done this. So I'm guessing his stats would have been better. And I'm not even sure they, they actually record stats for OHL, but I know they don't for Bermuda. So his two wins don't reflect, I mean, his strokes gain do not reflect these two wins. um, When we do look at that 2020 DK page. So really, he was playing better than this. I just don't know what it would have been. You know, this would have been looking at really three weeks prior or four weeks prior to this tournament. And he'd won two tournaments after that. That probably don't have stats uh, involved with this. So looking at this. You know, positive um, tee to green golfers with negative off the tee. I think this is okay to go with. And looking at, you know, these golfers here. there's To me, there's kind of some easy cross-offs. Like, I, I would never play Aaron Baddeley. The rest of them look kind of okay. I would be sketchy a little bit on Rob Oppenheim. Maybe a little bit on Brian Stewart. Although, I know I have some followers that love Brian Stewart and will always play Brian Stewart. Um, Hey, this is a good reason to play Ryan Stewart. I'm not going to take that away from you guys, but, um, yeah, maybe you, 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 uh, select a player pool with these golfers in it I can go ahead and take Tita green out of here and try to look at the rest of the guys. 35, 36, uh, golfers. We can go by the sweet spot rank. Look at these guys. Peter Malnati still at the top. I like that. Cause I do like Peter Malnati. Uh, but Justin Rose fits under this uh this type of if you want to call it a bucket he falls under that bucket so does brent snedeker uh zach johnson maverick mcneely again only one or two guys out of this out of this whole bucket out of this whole pool that you want to choose from so those that are watching on youtube you're going to have a little bit of an advantage because i'm not going to name all of them but really just go two guys out of these pick two um so yeah Went through negative putting, positive off the tee, went all positive and now negative off the tee with positive putting. What I kind of want to do, one last thing. I saw this at the Masters, um, but I really haven't seen it elsewhere. We can look at 2019. I want to find my negative approach, guys. See if there's anything that correlates with that. I think negative approach, positive, the positive off tee, positive tee to green that what I kind of want to see. Peter, U line doesn't really match that, but this is okay. We can do this one too. Um, this is something I kind of saw at the master. So, really negative approach, positive, positive. I guess we don't really see it elsewhere. But I do want to find one of those guys as well. So, maybe we'll find some overlap here. Maybe not. Maybe not. So, less than or equal to zero. And then everything else is positive, or not everything, but off the tee
1: and uh, tee to green, positive.
0: Got to get me one of those websites pretty soon. So this actually is a small group, and Webb Simpson is at the top. Uh, he actually has positive up, off the tee stats this, this year. Which just means he's probably finding more fairways, honestly. Uh, but Harris English falls under this bucket. I like that. So maybe it's a pick between Webb and Harris. Either way, I can name all of these guys off because it's not a, a huge list. You have Webb, Harris English, Wyndham Clark, Denny McCarthy, Jason Day, Joseph Bramlett, Cameron Davis, Charlie Hoffman, Cameron Tringali, Michael Gligic, Jonathan Vegas, Adam Shank, Dylan Fratelli, Christopher Ventura, Harry Higgs, Luke List, Patrick Rogers, Jason Duffner, and Chris Baker.
1: So that's really interesting.
0: Uh, I would say pick one or two, but no more. Honestly, don't pick any more than that. I want to see this. Who is my less than you know positive putter? Who is my number one guy? I already forgot.
1: somehow got rid of it um peter malnati and sebastian munoz okay okay
0: so those were kind of uh some trends that i saw like i said i wanted to include during um the preview but never really got to it I'll go through over some quick recent form stats, uh, you know, just just to show you who's playing the best right now. Over the last seven weeks, what you see on the top here, these are your top twenty golfers' recent form. It's headed by Peter Malnati, Joaquin Niemann, Web uh Web, Web Simpson, Doug Gim, Russell Henley, and Sebastian Munoz. DK average. This is how many points they're averaging. We have Austin Cook with 100.75 at the top. Then Webb at 98.17. Sebastian Munoz at 96.13. Joaquin Neiman, 95.83. Russell Henley, 93.25. James Hahn at 90. Peter Malnati, 89.17. I'm not going to go through the rest of them. Your best scoring averages belong to Austin Cook, 67.25. Joaquin Neiman, 67.92, Russell Henley, 68, Webb Simpson, 68.25, and Rory Sabatini, 68.5. He's actually tied with Scott Piercy and KJ Choi, believe it or not. Interesting. I think differential is fun to look at when the scoring average is is kind of lower. Uh, It's just what their low round is compared against their scoring average. This is to me finding, you know, potential scores, especially showdown slates. So you can see some of the top guys here. No real notable names pop out. Um, and I don't I don't mean there aren't any notable names, it's just the guys I've already talked about. I think the best one probably is Harold Varner the third. He has the highest or the best sweet spot rank out of these guys, but Martin Laird is one point below him, he's there. And Peter Melnadi also, he is up there as well. Um, the last thing, let's just kind of quickly go over, you know, I guess if we're going to see line movements, if we want to call it that, this is the recent form versus baseline, your top guy for DK points, who's been scoring more DK points than his baseline. So what you're going to see on DraftKings is Austin Cook scores X amount of points on average. I'm showing you right now over the last seven weeks, he's been over that average. Same goes for Sebastian Kaplan, Peter Melnati, Wyndham Clark, Joaquin Neiman, Rory Sabatini, Sebastian Munoz, uh, and that's, I'm going to leave it there. Your better scoring averages, actually l- negative is better. Austin Cook has been playing much better than his average scoring by a lot. Like he's been, he's been shaving nearly four strokes off of his round by round average. That's insane. He might come back to the means, but either way, he's he's doing well. Uh, Peter Melnatti right behind him. Scott Piercy then shows up. Wyndham Clark, Joaquin Neiman. You know, as long as you know Joaquin Neiman isn't so much affected by his COVID results, hey, he is a fantastic play, especially at 9,100. Rounds under 70. The best, actually, I shouldn't even look at that. That's not one of those things that I really care about. Uh, not when it comes to recent form versus baseline strokes gain total. That's not easy. I think off the tee to me pro- provides the most confidence for a golfer. Uh, and you could say Johnny Vegas probably is going to get some of the most confidence hitting the driver. Well, but he also could just be bashing it all over the place and leaving himself very short approaches. Same could happen with Joseph Bramlett. But then we see Walkie Neiman Webb Simpson up there. Uh, those are interesting names. Hatton and, and uh, Sungjae. That's the first time we've seen Sungjae, uh in these stats. Don't really care so much about approach, honestly. It's it's mostly off the tee and tee to green. Um everyone on the third at the top for tee to green, followed by Melnati and Henley. Again, we see Piercy up there. We also see Bramlett. So, I mean, Bramlett shows up a lot. Neiman, Hatton, Simpson. These are all some of my favorite plays. Uh, and deservedly so. See, is there anything else I want to talk about? I don't think so because what I just covered has this baked in, the recent forum results. Um, yeah, we kind of already went over it, so. Yeah, I mean, here's one thing I forgot to mention. Tea time pairings. I always get to the end of the video and I forget tea time pairings. So when we look at the sweet spot rank, I'm just going to show you, you know, to me, the golfers up here that are anything that's highlighted is good, in my opinion. That means they're golfing with other golfers who have scoring averages below field average, either recent form or um, recent form or geez, baseline season long. So dark green just means... They have a bunch of, or here, let's just look. So Webb Simpson, 21. So Webb is playing with Jason Kokrak, who also has a scoring average for both recent form and season long. That's below field average. So these two guys together, I like quite a bit. But then you can add Stuart Sink there. He only has one year in its recent form. So his recent form scoring average is lower than field average. That's why his is highlighted this light green. And he's paired with two other golfers that also fit that mold. So that's why they are all green. But you can see some of these guys um, and who they're paired with. Obviously, green is good. So Denny McCarthy, Rory Saptini is playing with Cam Davis. That might give Cam Davis a little bit of a boost. Hubbard is playing with Malnati. I like that. So if you're playing Malnati, this combination's not terrible. Although the sweet spot rank isn't that great um for mark hubbard he's he's obviously less than half so we'll see how that ends up so this group not terrible i should say um and really now i should i should actually highlight these based off the the ranking because i really like the ranking this week cory connor's Ian poulter interesting with nate lashley uh this is probably a pairing you're not gonna find much in many lineups so you know if you're gonna play connor's Consider Poulter, or vice versa. Hatton with Zach Johnson, I don't care for this group, really. I like Hatton a lot. I don't care for Johnson. But 53rd in the model, that's not terrible. Really, I should do model versus pricing and see what that is. Because obviously Zach Johnson's higher up in the pricing than he is in the model. Probably not worth the play. I just want to see Hatton. So Hatton is fourth in pricing. He's fifth in the model. So he's like right where he should be. Same with Webb Simpson. Jay, you could say, is priced too expensive based off the ranking. Um, but number two would be Walking Neiman. So like Neiman, to me, would probably have the best value uh, considering it. It's, it's covering everything. Grass stats, scoring stats, uh, the bucket system. Everything is included in this number. That would be probably my favorite play. So, my favorite pairings. I guess I don't mind McCarthy Sabatini. I uh, I don't really care for that one. Simpson and Rack, as well as Sink. That's a that's a favorite one of mine uh english jason day and hudson swafford that's actually a pretty decent grouping there henley doc redmond and cameron percy that's a really good one clark and higgs clark higgs and are not terrible they're all young dudes um could be worthwhile sung J. M., justin rose and matt kuchar they all have the same shot shape i think this this group could feed off each other pretty decently so if you are playing Sungjae, consider pairing him up with Rose or Kucher. Otherwise, man, I'm not seeing anything else that I like. I guess for those that want to play Wachie Neiman, Streelman might not be a bad option to co- uh, combine with that. Actually, that whole sweet spot rank for here is pretty good. But yeah, I think Wachie Neiman, Kevin Streelman, Keegan Bradley, any of those pairings would be pretty good. I don't see an issue with that. I don't really like the Harmon-Hadwin one. Um, I do like Piercy, and he's playing with Martin Laird and Mackenzie Hughes. That's a pretty good pairing right there. Uh, I have no issues with that, and that's really it when it comes to pairings. So it's really four of them, four or five of them. Hughes, Piercy, Laird, Neiman, and Streelman. Um, M, Rose, and Kucher. That one's a pretty
1: decent one. Henley,
0: Redmond, and Percy. That's another good one. Don't I, I like Wyndham Clark. I just don't care to put him with uh Harry Higgs or Bo Hosler. Harris English and Jason Day is a good one. Simpson and Kokrak is another good one. And I think that's that's it. I know I I named off um you know, McCarthy and Sabatini and but I'm going to take that back. I don't care for them that much, but now this is at 40 minutes. I'm going to end it here. Hopefully you like that. Here's another look at the sweet spot ranking. Uh, I will go down this slowly so you guys can, you know, pause the video at any time. Take a screenshot. If you see a favorite player here, uh, and you care about the bucket system to go along with scoring, you know, your best six one Taylor Gooch. That's not terrible. Um, I think maybe in the future I will probably just, no, I think I, I will go kind of with that trying to find negative putters with positive off the tee and then flip it. Look for negative off the tee with positive putters, then try to find everything positive, And then maybe what I'll do going forward is do all of that, but grab those players, throw them in a lineup construction. I actually had it up ready to go. Let's do that really quick. So let's first look at our, go to the baseline stats, because that's what we're kind of reviewing year in, year in, year out. Uh, Let's find our negative putters.
1: So negative putters with positive off the tee. Um,
0: Scott Piercy is going to be the top guy and that's actually fine. I'm cool with doing that. It's Scott Pierce or it's Wyndham Clark. I like them both. So let's go ahead and put them uh let's put them right here. And then what I want to do is flip this and go less than or equal to and then flip this go greater than or equal to and we really only want one. So my top guy would be P- Peter Melnatti or Sebastian Muñoz. Uh, Let's go ahead and highlight them both, that's fine. So put those guys there, Um, going all over the place, let me close those. And then I want everything positive.
1: Boy, I wish there was an easier way to do that. And again, this bucket's a little bit smaller which is nice oh yeah we want to find everything else is positive.
0: okay so out of this group i think it's got to be russell henley right it's russell henley or it's harold Varner the third just for pricing the price differences because i think the pivot is from russell henley to say uh webb simpson And now I don't understand why I'm not seeing Webb Simpson. Where is he in all of this?
1: He's obviously the top-ranked guy.
0: Oh, maybe I didn't scroll up. But he is my negative approach guy. So I do want to find a negative approach guy. It's either him or it's Harris English. So really, that's the whole the whole process there. But like having Webb with Russell Henley, Peter Malnati, and Scott Piercy, that's not a terrible start to a lineup. Uh, likewise, Varner, Sebastian Munoz, Wyndham Clark, Harris English, not a terrible way to start a lineup either. And we still have quite a bit left for salary. So that's kind of just a sample of how I'm going to think about creating lineups. Again, I'm really excited about the whole sweet spot rank. We'll see how this ends up, how it shakes out. I assume we're gonna see you know some high ranked guys you know from the sweet spot model finish inside the top 10 but really it's it's just figuring out how or why uh it may not have maybe just some guy who's playing out of his mind that's obviously bound to happen um that's why i like to kind of look at the differential to see who that might be or who that could be so hopefully during the review we'll have answers for those types of scenarios for those types of situations uh, but for the most part, I think that's a solid way to uh, to look at the strategy video going forward. So let me know what you think in the comments. Did you like this approach better than typical? Uh, I did go over a lot of the stat stuff, seeing who's better and who's not. Kind of went through a little bit of a trend thing, but hopefully it works out. But I do want to thank you for watching. Please leave a like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff, and I will see you in the review. All right, see you later.